Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Solid against Kevin Durant. When they played one of the first games, he blocked one of KD's shots. Actually, during the season, he blocked one of KD's shots at the end of the game. He went up, which is very hard to do because the thing about Kevin Durant when it comes to shooting, Kevin Durant either is taking a wide open shot or his shot's getting blocked. That's it. There's no such thing as a contested shot in Kevin Durant's repertoire, period. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to Unfair Sports, where we take a pensive approach to the sports conversation. I am your host, Jay. You can always check us out with our partners over at WMQGradio.com on Tuesdays at noon Eastern on our YouTube page where you can search Unfair Sports as well as wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to. While you are there, please rate us and review us. Give us five stars. You think we deserve it? Man, just give us five anyway. Gifted. So on today's episode of Unfair Sports, we're going to jump into the NBA playoffs and how Philadelphia turned into Atlanta and Atlanta turned into somebody else. The Bucks stopped here with Kevin Durant going out of his freaking mind. The curse of the Clippers is Kawhi Leonard is hurt and somebody else caught COVID. Then we're going to wrap up with the all NBA team announcements and who lost money and who might have made some extra. Make sure you hit us up on the unfair fan line, 430-901-1906, and uh, leave us a message and let us know what you think. Sixers fans, 76ers fans, you can go ahead and just hit us up and let's talk about it. Uh Outside of that, let's uh, dive right in, shall we? All right, let me start off with this, though. The best part about the NBA playoffs is how the unexpected seems to happen every once in a while. But then you have those players that are just great, and there's their, it's their coming out part. You know what I'm saying? And some players, they introduce themselves to everybody around the league based upon some things they do in the playoffs. So like John Morant with the Memphis Grizzlies, he decided to introduce himself in the first round, especially with the play-in, putting up some stupid numbers for a player of his size, if anything, at 6'3", like 100 and like five pounds soaking wet. He had his coming out party. And then Trey Young went up to New York, played in the garden, showed you why he was ice tray and shushed the crowd while also bowing once the show was over you start to see these players really come out and i'm gonna keep that energy towards our guy trey young because he went out there a couple of games ago and yeah he reminded us that he's here so the philadelphia 76ers and atlanta hawks play atlanta was up I mean, Philadelphia was up a good 25, 26 points. Like, they were cooking, cooking the Hawks at home. So we expected this game to basically be like, all right, it's time to prep for the next game. Philadelphia redeemed themselves. They're going to go up 3-2, and it's, you know, we're good to go. Well, that didn't happen. It actually got worse for Philadelphia. As I mentioned, Philadelphia turned into Atlanta by actually giving up of 51 points in like 15 minutes and 19 seconds. 
I don't understand how a team that's supposed to be at the defensive caliber of Philadelphia gives up 51 points in 15 minutes and 19 seconds to a team that's led by Trey Young, who's at his tallest 5'11", with a whole bunch of shoes on. Now, he's taller than that listed, but of course, that's not the truth, right? You know, they lie to us about how tall they are. They lie to us about that information. Um, they tr- they're supposedly truthful now, but I digress. With three minutes and 19 seconds left in the third quarter, Philadelphia had the lead 83 to 58. So at that point, Philadelphia fans were comfortable. We expected them to win this game. And it seems like the Sixers might have quit. <laughs> Joel Embiid went 0 for 12 in that run. And Ben Simmons, my God, Ben Simmons. I don't know what is wrong with him, but I have a theory with him. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But Philadelphia gave up their lead and ended up losing the game 109 to 106. So Philadelphia was able to do everything that we're used to any Georgia team to do from the university of Georgia to the Atlanta Falcons to the Atlanta Hawks. They basically just forgot to play basketball and they quit. So Trey young, goddamn, 39 and he didn't even shoot very well. He decided to go out there and do that one thing he does that everybody hates where he like hunts fouls in the weirdest way which I think the league's going to outlaw next season anyway because of people like him and James Harden, you know, sticking your foot out, jumping into people, purposely getting uh, uh, ran over because you, like, slow down. In fr- now, I think, if anything, that's the one thing I do hate is when he slows down in front of people. But he went out there, scored 39 points, and he shot 19 free throws. So he found a way through the loophole and forced the 76ers to put him on the line the whole game. That's not good Philly you you need to do better with that and so because of that now we're going to Atlanta the Hawks are up 3-2 Jordan B still has a bad knee and there's a very good chance that they're going to get eliminated in the second round for like the second time in three years because last year remember they got swept out the first round Jordan B was crying he was crying in the hallway. And of course, we still got memes of that because it's hilarious. And so we have to ask ourselves is Philadelphia really the team that we thought they were? I mean, they are the number one seed. They were supposedly built for the playoffs. They surprised us, like I said, they surprised us with that number one seed. And Doc Rivers looks like he was doing a capable job. But they went out there and um, Trey Young didn't even look like he was scared. He decided to be that guy. And my favorite part about Trey is that he's become the villain that we have been begging for, the guy that we've been pleading for, the one that we've been needing. He's the unsung hero of evilness, of pettiness that we have desperately needed in this league. So if with his theatrics and Troll and B not being able to troll anymore, and this meniscus tear, we have to ask a couple of questions. So I got two main questions about this Philadelphia team that I want to understand, and we're going to talk through. One, Joel B does have a meniscus tear, small tear, they say. And it looks like he doesn't have much lift, as in 
through a lot of the game, it doesn't look like he can jump up and block shots like he's used to, as well as defensively, he looks like he's kind of a liability. And I feel like he is definitely the defensive anchor. That's the one thing. Was it worth having him play in these playoffs if he has to end up having surgery after the season? Which I think he's probably going to have to if they don't, especially because they don't like they're going to make the finals. Next question, Ben Simmons. Is it time to move on from Ben Simmons? We're going to have to dive into him. All right, Chris, I got to ask you this question. I know you watched this game, my producer. Did Ben Simmons really look afraid to shoot the ball the whole game? Because I felt like he looked scared the whole time. Like he didn't even want to shoot. Like he didn't want to make an attempt. We may not have seen anything different than his his typical self, but at the same time, it, it felt like he was, it still felt like he was more avoiding it. Like he was definitely avoiding trying to go to the line because he was awful at the free throw line, which tells me that, it, it, it's got to be time to move on from Ben Simmons. So my thing on him is I've always felt like he is the universe balancing things out. I mean, he's what, 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", whatever they list him as. The dude has great court vision, great handles. He can pass. When he gets in the paint, he shoots like almost 60%. He's around in the fi- mid-50s. And he has moments where he'll drop 30, 40 and then he'll drop, like last game, like nine points and and forget how to play basketball. So, like, yeah, like last game, he had eight points. He was four for 14 from the free throw line, and he only put up four actual shots. He was two for four from the field. That's awful for a guy that's, supposed, that's on a max contract that's supposed to be a superstar caliber guy, which is something that, of course, the 76ers are missing is someone outside of Joel Embiid being their, their star or superstar to get them to the finals. But I feel like the universe is balancing itself, and this is what I mean by that. If dude had a shot, he could be LeBron. Like, undoubtedly. I think he could be as good, if almost better, based upon the way he does everything else. He's a great defender. Could be defensive player of the year, even though for some reason he gave up 39 points to Trey Young, but we'll discuss that another time. But he's a really, really good defender. And he's a really, really good passer. So he's a point guard. That's not a threat from three, which is not something that you can actually have on a team. He's more of a liability than anything to the point of he was four from 14 from the free throw line. Chris, do you know how bad of a free throw shooter uh, Ben Simmons is? I know you know he's bad, but let me tell you how bad he really is, right? So far in the playoffs, Ben Simmons has missed more free throws than three teams that are in the playoffs currently. Three. He's missed more free throws than three teams currently in the playoffs. The Atlanta Hawks have missed 35 free throws. The Phoenix Suns have missed 29 free throws. And the Brooklyn Nets have missed 22 free throws. Ben Simmons has missed 45. That's absurd. I don't think that there's ever been a player in league history to be that horrible at free throws. Hell, the hack of Ben is a big thing right now because you can hack Ben and guess what's going to happen? Ben's going to miss said free throws. Now, people are trying to compare this to the hack-a-shack days, and you really can't 
Because in those days, Shaq was still dropping 37. Their goal was to get him to shoot free throws so that he wasn't scoring other buckets in hopes that he would miss at least one and two. They were preferring to go half half seas with Shaq rather than giving him the full two points or the three-point play opportunity. So Ben has basically made himself the player that does not need to be on the court for Philadelphia at all. And then, of course, you got Tobias Harris, which I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you actually thought that Tobias Harris was going to be more than what he is right now, even though you would expect him to score more than four points in the game, you're lying to yourself. And I'm a Tennessee fan, so I like Tobias Harris. He comes from my school. I I I enjoy Tobias, but guess what? Tobias Harris um, is not and will not be a superstar caliber player to get you anywhere in the playoffs. There's a reason why the Clippers traded him. I'm just going to say that. They were a good team with him. They got rid of him. Even though they were getting Kawhi Leonard, they got rid of him for a reason. Just FYI. So he only scores four. You have Joel Embiid and Seth Curry drop 37 and 36. Wait, Seth Curry was his second best teammate. Seth freaking Curry. Philly fans, pull up, man. Call me, 430-901-1906. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me how you're feeling. I'll put you on the next show. We can talk through it, especially if this weekend y'all get eliminated. Let's talk about it. I'm here for you guys. I'm here for you, the people, okay? I'm here for you, the people. I'm here for you. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. So let's transition into this, though. Let's go ahead and go to the next game in the playoffs that I think was probably the most impactful of the weekend. Of the week, I'm sorry. It's going to be the Bucks and the Nets. And so by the time you see this video or hear this pod, the, their, their next game is already passed. So this was a few days ago where the Brooklyn Nets found out that, Col- that uh, Kyrie Irving was out. And they also found out that James Harden wasn't going to play. So it's going to be KD in the pips. And they were going to figure that thing out. Right. It was it. Unfortunately, it was just KD and a bunch of dudes that don't know what they're doing and they got one guy that thinks he should be the caliber of them but fails to realize that his name his last name's Brent you ain't one of them so they went home with everybody supposedly out and had to figure this thing out well they did because right before game James Harden decided that he was going to play he said I don't care nobody say I'm going to play. Kudos to him with a bad hamstring. That to me says the game plan is this. Go after James Harden. Non-freaking-stop. Did the Milwaukee Bucks do that? Not only no, but hell no. Coach Bud didn't even make a single adjustment to that. A single one. To the point that at the end of the game... Milwaukee was up at one point, 17 points. 
Brooklyn comes back, and at the end of the game, you got Giannis doing fadeaways on James Harden. Fadeaways. And of course, Kevin Durant went off for like 49 points, 15 rebounds, and 10 assists. I mean, you know, Kevin Durant had a Kevin Durant game. But Giannis thought that it made sense. That it made sense to do a fadeaway on a guy with a messed up hamstring that's been hurt half the season with that messed up hamstring. He decided that it was okay to do a fadeaway on him. And this is where it got bad. Like I said, if you hear that James Harden is going to force himself to play so that they don't get eliminated, knowing he has a bad hamstring, why wouldn't you force James Harden to basically do squats the entire game? What do I mean by squats? Put his ass in the post. Make him get low and try to push somebody. Make him put bodies on people. Switch every single every single play. Pick and roll to James Harden and just, just go down on the post work. Even if he gets post help, you're going to be able to abuse them some way because somebody else is going to make a shot. Even though in the game nobody did, but that's not the point. The point is, they had the opportunity to wear down James Harden and even make it to where he wasn't going to play game six. He's playing game six right now. So like I said, by the time you watch this, two games have been a pass, and I'm going to be talking about one that they lost, that the Bucks lost, and hopefully they win this game six at home. Or they suck. So by the way it looks, Giannis is going to fade his team away out of the playoffs. And with that, he's going to cost his coach's job. Coach Boonholzer needs to figure out what he needs to do with his life because the game plan is attack James Harden every single play. And James is a capable defender when he's healthy. He ain't healthy. That's the game plan. So that's the sad part about it is Giannis is out there. And then let's go more to Giannis. So Giannis is up here on this list of missing free throws with Ben Simmons. So Chris, this, this is this is another stat for you. So ben Simmons, I told you, missed 45 free throws, right? Giannis has missed more free throws than two teams that are currently in the playoffs. Two. Phoenix Suns, Brooklyn Nets. They've missed 29. Phoenix Suns have missed 29, 29 free throws. Brooklyn Nets have missed 22 free throws. Giannis has missed 33 so far in these playoffs. That's a problem. And then, of course, he does the like the the 15 second free throw sequence he has to do. And if you watch, if you're watching the, the Bucks play now and the Nets, you're probably seeing James Harden throw a fit because Giannis keeps doing like two or three of these before he gets the ball. And everybody's like, bruh, really? That should be counted towards the 10 seconds, which I think he's gotten two 10 second counts in these playoffs. He's gotten two. I've never seen a player get a 10 second count ever. It's like, you know, we, dog. We, we know, we know, we know the story. We have watched, we've read this book. <laughs> we've seen this movie, seen this movie. And so, is it, with that him missing these free throws it looked like Giannis was just being tall and afraid to play the game the way he should be playing the game he is the reigning defensive player of the year Rudy Gobert won this year but he won it last year Kevin Durant went off for, 29, for 49 points 15 rebounds and 10 assists Giannis did not hold Kevin Durant not one time in the fourth quarter when the game's in the clutch now I had to defend Giannis with this. I, I told a few people this on the bird on Twitter. I mentioned that I believe the way Giannis plays defense, he's a good help defender and he cleans up messes. 
but he's not in any way, shape, or form a good individual defender. But this is where the problem goes. Giannis is actually solid against Kevin Durant. When they played one of the first games, he blocked one of KD's shots. And actually during the season, he blocked one of KD's shots at the end of the game. He went up, which is very hard to do because the thing about Kevin Durant when it comes to shooting, Kevin Durant either is taking a wide open shot or his shot's getting blocked. That's it. There's no such thing as a contested shot in Kevin Durant's repertoire, period. You can think you're contesting it and he's going to make it in your eye, in which he did. He hit the game winner during the game and just like flicked it around and boom, it went in. There's no such thing as a contested shot when Kevin Durant is putting the ball in the air. That's how great of a player he is. Might be the best player in the world right now. There's an argument for it. But in the way that Giannis is playing and not trying to and not trying to take over and defend Kevin, we're into a problem. So if there's anything I can say to um, our friends here at Milwaukee, find a way to put Giannis on Kevin Durant and let him block a shot or two. I don't care about foul trouble. I understand P.J. Tucker is a good defender. But Kevin Durant keeps telling P.J. Tucker that he's too small because he keeps saying he gets hit in the elbow. And if you've seen his elbows, you know that he is a um, he's a long dude. Mobile phone companies say they offer home Internet. But if their Internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone Internet, not home Internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. So the NBA playoffs are as cursed as I told y'all they would be. So a few, a few episodes back, I was wondering if there was going to be bubble fatigue. And I said bubble fatigue because of the timeline from coming into this season, from last season, that short window that a lot of teams had to deal with. I felt like there was going to be some injuries. There's going to be some issues. And even though I did praise the NBA for doing the split schedule because of the COVID cases rising and trying to find times when um, they could reschedule games and not lose any of the 72 that's needed to fulfill these TV contracts, We've hit the point where it's gotten bad. So, of course, we I talked about last week how there's a ton of injuries. All these players are out. And we've got two more to add to said list. And I'm telling you, I was first trying to figure out if this was bubble fatigue. I think one is bubble fatigue. I think the second one is just cursed. 100% cursed. And I say 100% cursed because I believe that this person is cursed just like... Actually, you know what? Both of them are. So let me explain. So it looks like Kawhi Leonard potentially is done for the season. He has uh, reportedly a knee sprain. He bumped knees with uh, Joe uh, Joe Inglis, Mr. Jingles, and they're suspecting in fear 
after uh, more imaging, they think that he may have torn his ACL, which is horrible for Kawhi Leonard and horrible for the Clippers because that means that there is very little chance that they're getting out in the second round, which leads to a continuous record of the Clippers not ever making it out of the second round of the playoffs in franchise history. Go look that up. They have never made it out of the second round in franchise history. And so now it goes on the shoulders of PG, huh? <laughs> well, you got to remember the Lob City era, they made it to the playoffs, I think, seven, eight years straight. I have to look that up. Ever since Chris Paul got there, they made the playoffs every single year. Yeah. Let me see their playoff history. And so the Clippers, with that, it makes you ask the question, why have they not made it out of the second round? Well, I believe them and every player that's ever played there is cursed. Now, there is a Clippers curse conspiracy theory out there in the world. I know you guys have heard of it. Uh, just about every player that goes and plays there either gets hurt, loses most of their career, and all kinds of craziness happens. We can go back to Danny Manning and Ron Harper, who both had knee injuries playing for said Clippers. Uh, and going all the way up until today, in which I'm, I need to research more in depth where the curse comes from, but I believe that it has something to do with the, what's that, the San Diego Braves, uh, the Buffalo Braves that moved to San Diego, became the Clippers, and they feel like that they upset the Native American spirits, and they've been cursed ever since. Could be it. Yeah, crazy conspiracy theory, right, Chris? crazy conspiracy theory uh but i think it's entertaining when i think about it but yes they have been to the playoffs <laughs> you haven't yeah yeah that, that is that is something i read some years back that the the move in between the two they felt like they upset those spirits and that's the reason why their team is um always cursed with injuries like they are and so then you add to that let's add to it former clipper chris paul may actually be done for the playoffs or at least for the first few games of the Western Conference Finals. And I mentioned them both in the same because this might be the curse of the Clippers. So Chris Paul is reportedly in the health and safety protocol indefinitely. Not for a week, not for a month, indefinitely. And the reason is it's indefinitely because another rumor came out that Chris Paul has tested positive for COVID. Now, the thing about it for Chris Paul is Chris Paul is rumored to be vaccinated. So if he's vaccinated, things shouldn't be as bad. And I believe that there is a shorter time frame for returning to the court based upon the health and safety protocols, the way that they're written. But being that he's vaccinated and he caught the virus and he's tested positive for it, he's either A, cursed, or B, the most unlucky man in the world. Because this team is going to the Western Conference Finals. This is his second time going to the Western Conference Finals in the last four years. He went with Houston when he played with uh, James Harden. And remember that series against Golden State? Yeah, they were going to win that series until Chris Paul got hurt. And he missed the last two games, and guess what? They lost. <laughs> they lost. Golden State went back to the finals. And this was the perfect opportunity for 
the Rockets to go, and they missed out on it. It was all because Chris Paul was hurt. Chris Paul's also seen injuries with the Clippers. He's been off and on injured since he actually went to go play with the Clippers back in 2011-12 season. That's when he made his way there. And him and Blake Griffin have been to the playoffs. They were the playoffs every year but one year, 2017-18. It was the only year they did not make the playoffs. And that was the Chris Paul trade year. But besides that, the Clippers have been to the playoffs every year since 2011-12. Like I said, since Chris Paul's been there. And so now you know what's happening. The league, as well as myself, and I hope all you fans are doing the same too, we are praying. And when I say praying, we are praying for the Clippers and the Jazz to go to game seven. Because we really need Chris Paul to be healthy. That way... It is truly a good battle between either Utah or the Clipper or the LA Clippers going up against the Phoenix Suns. But with that, your boy uh, Paul George has decided that he doesn't want that to happen. So Paul George went into the telephone booth as PG-13, Mr. Playoff P, and stepped out as PG-24 from Indiana and roasted the Utah Jazz. He ate them alive the other night. I was watching it, and I was like, I don't think either one of these teams are going to miss. And I ended up waking up. Next time I looked up, Charmed was on, and it was first thing the next morning. So, of course, we knew it was NBA season because when Charms pop on, that means that you fell asleep on that game. Paul George dropped 37 points, 16 rebounds, five assists on the Utah Jazz's head. And the Utah Jazz is another team that's dealing with injuries. Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, which Mike Conley still isn't back. And this is the last year of his contract. So he got his money. He's got his 30 million. Straight finessed it out of, out of Memphis and finessed it out of Utah. So he got his bread. I give him his props for that, but we have to ask ourselves, why can't PG do that every game? Now, I can't be mad at Paul George this year because we're going to be absolutely honest with things. Paul George has actually had a really good series against the Utah, against the Utah Jazz. He is averaging, I believe, just about, let me see, I think he's just under 30 a game in this series. Like this has probably been his best we've seen in a while since honestly, Indiana. This is the best Paul George we've seen since then. And I don't get why we can't get playoff P like this all the time. So right now he's averaging 29.2 points per game, 9.6 rebounds a game with four with four and a half assists. Shooting 40 from the, 44 from the field and 41 from three and 90% from the line. This is all against the Utah Jazz. So I know that we rail in on pandemic P, playoff P, peas and carrots, whatever we want to call them. Dude's showing up in this series. He's showing up. He's doing his part. He's done what he's supposed to do. He hasn't shot perfectly, but he's shooting really good in this series. Like every game he shot over 44%, except for the first game. Game one, he was awful. 
But since then, he shot 44, 50, 45, and, and 54. And then he's shooting, like I said, over 40% from three, which is what you want from a guy that's supposed to be a superstar who's making a max deal. So the good thing for the Clippers is, is they have their two guys, but now, of course, Kawhi is out. And so Paul George saved them, gave them that W. They won the game uh, Wednesday night. Uh, 119 to, what's this, 111. And so Utah with Donovan Mitchell hobbling, their defensive player of the year not being able to do anything. I don't know if Utah can stop the Clippers. Like, how do you let Paul George beat you like that? Do you not have any self-respect for yourself? Because we have clowned this dude literally for for months. We've, we've clowned this dude for the last four years. Ever since he went to Oklahoma City and he talked about that playoff P crap, we have dogged him. And y'all are letting him eat y'all up. And y'all supposed to be the, one of the best defensive teams in the league? I don't know what to say. But Utah, win this next game. Get us to game seven so that Chris Paul can be back and the Suns can be full strength whenever they beat either you or the Clippers to go to the finals. That's weird, Chris. I'm saying that the Suns are going to the finals. That's some crazy stuff. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. All right, let's wrap this up. Put a bow on it. And let's talk about the all NBA teams. They were announced. We had the defensive teams announced, all NBA teams. I think like the all NBA teams outside of your main awards, like defensive player of the year and... MVP are key and critical. And that's because they're tied to money. So I know a lot of you don't know how the money works. And I'm going to explain kind of real quickly on this. During the last CBA negotiations, the players agreed to allow the all NBA selections, MVP as well, defensive player of the year awards help dictate how much a player can consume of the team's salary cap. So, Financially, the all-NBA team, either team one, two, or three, is the most important. It's, in theory, telling you the top 15 players in which there's some changes I want to suggest, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But it's, in theory, your top 15 players. And someone gets screwed every year. And that's where I'm going to talk about the changes that need to be made. But someone gets screwed every single year when it comes to the all-NBA team. Because they should be picked... They're in the wrong position. Their voting is weird. It's a lot of crazy stuff that happens. So the way it works, there's a a max performance-based criteria that hits with the All-NBA selections. So if a player is named to the All-NBA first, second, or third team, or named Defensive Player of the Year in each case in the immediate prior season or in two of the three prior seasons, or the player was named NBA MVP during one of the immediate prior three seasons, they are eligible for 
the Supermax contract with their team. If it's close to their contract time, they're eligible. So that means they can take 30 to 35% of the cap instead of 25% of the cap you would get if you get a max contract and you're not the Supermax eligible, as well as five year deals. So you get the big deal. And so here's your teams. I'm going to tell you who they are real quick. Your All-NBA first team, which is rightfully so, the MVP, Nikola Jokic, Kyrie, I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry. All-NBA second team is Joel Embiid, Julius Randle, LeBron James, Chris Paul, and Damian Lillard. And then the third team is Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Bradley Beal, and Kyrie Irving. There was a notable three players that did not get selected in my personal opinion. That probably should have been put on that team over others, but somehow got basically overlooked. So the biggest one is two players that got, they lost a lot of money. Those two players are Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. So Jason Tatum and Mitchell are both eligible for extensions. It's that time they're at the uh, they're at the contract phase where they can negotiate their neck their their rookie extension, the first extension, the one that every player takes. That's a star. They take the first extension because this is when they really make money. This is the real money deal. Even though the rookie scale is going up and up every year to where top five picks are making almost ten million a year by the time their contracts at the end. Back in the day, the big deal was the first rookie deal. And so for them, they are only able eligible to get 25% of the cap, which means they're missing out on roughly $33 million on their contract because they can't get that Supermax deal due to not making any of the first, second, or third teams. The players that are going to get the big deals are going to be Joel Embiid, who's eligible now. He's now eligible for a four-year, $191 million extension. So he can get that and up his dough. And then Luka Doncic, who's in turmoil right now with the Dallas Mavericks. And there's a lot of stuff floating around between him being mad at the front office to him being a diva. A lot of stuff going on with that. He's eligible for a five-year, $201 million contract. And if you check one of our other videos that we put up, Earlier this week, I explained how Luca has zero leverage to leave the team because he'd be a fool to pass on five years, $201 million. Period. Use a fool. I don't care where you're from and how little you value money. If you feel like money isn't a thing to you, you don't pass on $200 million. Period. Just so you can say, well, I have the freedom of going where I want to go. It's $200 million. And if he passes on it, He's basically passing on like $50 million because no other team can offer him more money than that. So be smart, Luca. Take your $50 million a year and go. <laughs> and, and, and later on in that career, you get $50 million in a year. You take that money. So let's talk more about the players that are that 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 I felt like got snubbed. So Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell both, like I said, lost out on big money on their extensions. Jason Tatum really got the worst. Him, Russell Westbrook, 
And I'm going to tell you why I defend Russell Westbrook on this. And then, of course, Donovan Mitchell not getting that check. So, Jason Tatum, bad situation for him. So, with the all-star voting, Jason Tatum was eligible as both a guard and a forward. Jason Tatum had more votes than Kyrie Irving but ended up not getting in because he was slotted as a forward. He was eligible to be a guard or a forward, but they put him as a forward and gave Kyrie the spot. If they would have put Jason Tatum as a guard, he got it and he got his money. They basically screwed the man out of his money. And if you really think about it, I get the way that the team is set up. You would say, well, there's a, there's a, he, he's, he might be considered a four because he's really, really tall. Nah, he plays positionless basketball. He should be considered a guard because most of the time he's playing guard anyway, because Kimball Walker wasn't playing most of the season anyway. So if you really think about it, they, they didn't have a guard. Just because they're tall doesn't mean that they, they should be pushed. This isn't back in the day in the 80s and 90s where if you're six, eight, six, nine, you have to play power forward. No. Dude, even if he's 6'10", he should be moved to a guard. But I guess they're thinking in their mind that all tall dudes can't take all the positions. Which is ridiculous in my personal opinion. He deserves to be a guard. He's a guard. He's a guard. We can argue it all day long. But he fell short by by 20 points, which is obscene to even think about. And then, of course, Westbrook gets snubbed. No love for Westbrook or Trey Young. Trey Young didn't need love. In which, if you really think about it, statistically, Trey Young didn't have an all NBA season. He's having an all NBA playoffs, but not during the season. He really wasn't that great. But it's funny because somebody pointed this out is that Westbrook had more MVP votes than six people that made the all NBA team. He had, he had, more MVP votes than LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, and Paul George. He had five, and they all had less than that. Which is interesting that he had more votes than them, but he couldn't make it to the All-NBA team. He had the second most points of anybody left off the list right behind Jason Tatum. But they gave it to Kyrie. Kyrie was put in there, even though Kyrie was like not really playing a lot of the season, which I think if you really look at the numbers, him and Kyrie and Westbrook both uh, missed about the same amount of games. So you look that up, see how many games they actually missed between Kyrie and Westbrook, how many games they played this season. But it was, it was a disservice. Oh, if anything, Jason Tatum. And this is the change I think they need to make with the All-NBA team voting. Let me, let me, let me explain this. And Chris, I know that you probably ain't going to agree with me, but I feel like this needs to be done. Positions one through four, one to power forward, should be positionless. Period. It should be focused on the top 13 players in the NBA that are not centers. And then have the three slots for centers because centers are always overlooked. They're mainly defensive anchors. 
except for unless you're Nikolai Jokic, who is like everything in league MVP for a reason, deservingly so. They need to get rid of the top four positions. Period. Just make it that those the, the top four, irregardless if it's guard or forward, they need to be put in those spots. And Jason Tatum would have made it. Because he deserves it. Most of these guys in between two and four are six six and six six up. Six seven, six eight, six nine, six ten. They deserve, some of them deserve to be in there. Jason Tatum deserved to be in there over Kyrie Irving, period. But he got, he got, he got snubbed. So. With that. The money's going to go into the hands of Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid as they are eligible. So we know that they're going to get breaded up. We look forward to that. Even though the uh, Doncic fiasco is not looking good. Oh, man. Well, let's wrap this up. We appreciate you joining as usual here with us here at Unfair Sports where we take a pensive approach to the sports conversation. So for Mike, Bob, Wendy, and my producer, Chris, thank you so much for sticking it out with me on this. We definitely have another show next week. Check us out. The shows drop on Tuesdays, Fridays, and sometimes Saturdays every week. You can catch us on with our partners at WMQGradio.com, Tuesdays at noon Eastern. And then, of course, at our YouTube page where you can see a video of me making facial expressions and laughing and stuff. Just search for us, Unfair Sports. You can go to our website, unfair-sports.com. We'll lead you right to us. And make sure while you're there, like, subscribe, rate, and review. And give us five stars. And if you think we deserve it, let's go ahead and give us five anyway and gift it. And with that, we'll chop it up in a few days. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.